Hi friends, I am Erin from Erin Whalen Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey. From an urban farm in Washington State to 120 acres in Tennessee, this is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we're building our homestead from the ground up. Thanks for being here. Hello friends, and welcome to another episode of the Homestead Journey Podcast. It is a cozy, cold, rainy day here in Tennessee, so I have the candles going in the house, um, and it's just, it's so warm inside and nice, and it's fun to just kind of sip your coffee and look out the window at the beautiful weather we are having here. The rain is needed, and the fall leaves are just glorious out there, and so it's just, I'm soaking up all of this November. I think it's so exciting. By the time this episode actually hits, it will be 15 days until Thanksgiving. I feel like it's kind of snuck up on me this year, but I think that that's pretty standard because we've just been doing so much that uh, (laughs) I I never know what date is anymore, like at all, so uh, it makes sense, Um, but I am excited to talk to you kind of, I think I want to, I don't know if I'm going to do it for all the episodes, I'm going to think, I'm going to try to theme them all, um, kind of a holiday theme because we are in the holiday months of the year and I am actually really excited to talk about the subject today. I am going to talk kitchen and pantry storage and organization holiday edition and if you know me in real life, you know I love um to be organized and to have my home organized and to have everything in its place. Does that mean we don't get messy and uh, we don't get unorganized? No, that does not mean that at all. It just means that I feel like when you have organization and everything has a spot and Um, when it's untouched and all said and done, it looks pretty, it's easier to put everything back together um, when you're out there creating and doing beautiful things in your kitchen. Um, And so I'm going to preface this with the fact that I use my kitchen a lot. We very rarely go out to eat at our house. So this kind of may differ depending on if you eat out two or three nights a week, then you might want to structure what I'm about ready to talk about a little bit differently. But um, I'm just going to obviously use us as an example. And we might go out to eat maybe once or twice a month. It just doesn't happen very often here. We are, we, my kitchen is well used. We do breakfast, lunch, and dinner in there basically every day. So at least, I mean, I spend several hours in the kitchen daily, um, which makes it a good thing that I really, really love to cook. Um, Though even if you do not love it and it's not your favorite thing, I hope that you can still glean some tips to make your time in the kitchen more efficient so that you can get in and get out. Because as much as I do love being in the kitchen, I also love hanging out with the family, playing games, snuggling up with a book. Um, Research and learning is my favorite downtime thing to do, which might seem weird. Um, And so as much as I love to be in the kitchen, I love when I can turn it off and walk out and know that it's ready for me next time and everything is in its place. So, um, and that I have everything I need. And I think that's one of the big things too that I want to talk about today is just how to make sure that you have what's necessary so that you can just go into your kitchen at any point in time, look around, grab some things and make a meal within 30 to 40 minutes. And so that's what I want um, to talk about along with Christmas and holiday baking and all those things. So let's get started here. I was actually thinking about this in the shower because obviously all great thoughts come when you're in the shower washing your hair. Um, and I was thinking I really, I did um, some stories the other day on Instagram about some of my storage 
And um, I had some really good responses. I had some people order some of the things I was talking about. And I was like, well, why don't I just say that on here too? Because I don't ever think you can be too organized. I really think it's, <laughs> it's an impossibility. If I ever get there, I'll let you know. But it has not happened yet. And I've been um, trying to organize my life for a long time. And to a good end, like it has worked, but there's always ways to improve. Um, and so, but I want to also say that as much as I love to keep my can my pantry and my kitchen organized and pretty, um, it is a working um, pantry and kitchen. Thus, it is not, I don't think, a Pinterest worthy pantry and kitchen. Can I stage it and take beautiful photos? Yes. Um, but day to day, it it looks good. It looks clean, but you're not going to, you know, go in and see it like the Pinterest kitchens or organization with everything. I mean, I try to label things and stuff, but you know, I can't, I'm not going to take everything out of the branded box or container that it came in from the store and like relabel it for no purpose or no reason. There's specific times I will do those kind of things. Um, but it is not all the time. So I just want to maybe just give you the, um, the, what is it? The chains? Unshackle your chains. <laughs> I don't know. I can't talk. Um, break the chains around the thinking that it has to be Pinterest perfect. I love Pinterest. I've said it before on here. It's one of my favorite platforms for inspiration. But I realize day to day that even those people who show that, their kitchen does not look like that. And that's why it's an inspiration um, and something that we can strive for. But day to day, that's just not going to be it's just not going to happen <laughs> unless you have like no kids and you're single and you live in an apartment by yourself. Um, so uh, while we want it to be beautiful, we also want it to be functioning and easy to access all of your ingredients, all of your supplies, all of your stuff. And so um, I love to, I don't love a lot of closed cupboards and I don't like a lot of closed space. I like open shelving. Um, when we moved into our house, someone had removed all of the cabinet fronts from the top of the shelves. Would I have done that to all of the cabinets? Probably not. I have some things that I do prefer to hide, but uh, they were gone. And so so we just had to work with what we had. Um, and and so we are. But uh, I would stress that there is some things that you need to cover and conceal. But for the most part, I feel like if you don't see it, you don't use it. And so you need, especially for spices and things like that, I really don't love spices really hidden in cabinets and I have some of mine in my cabinets now but my cabinets again are open and my kitchen is not as I want it to be so I'm talking from a place of where I'm living now and also to where I hope to aspire to have my kitchen um, at a point in time hopefully in the near future but everything exposed is best for me because then I can see and I know what I'm working with when I'm around things that are visible to me, I get inspiration. So if everything clo is closed in a cabinet and I walk into my kitchen and all I see are cabinet fronts and I see absolutely no spices or nothing to get my creative juices flowing, I feel blank. But when I walk into my kitchen and I see my sage sitting on my counter or in the cabinet or I see um, something else on the corner, or I, I, you know, inspiration hits me and so I'm like, oh, I could put sage with this and oh, I have this in the pantry. If I open my pantry doors and I like to have everything in clear containers so I can see the rice and I can see the flour or the corn flour or um, any of the ingredients that are in there. And I'm like, oh, rice, sage. I can put these together with some of the chicken that I have in the freezer. And then my and then it all starts going and I can see with everything I have, I can create the meal in my head and then very quickly take that out of my head and put it into the kitchen and into my family's stomachs. Um, and so I really, really like open, clear container. So even if you have things, maybe you just can't function in a kitchen where you can see a lot of things visibly, that's totally fine. I'm definitely more leaning towards the primitive decor where 
it's not messy, but it's there's layers and there's dimension and there's textures and there's patina. And I like to see all that. It just it's very inspirational to me. A clean, flat surface with just white walls which used to be me so uh, growth or just change and I think neither one's wrong but you can embrace the season that you're in and the season I'm in right now is just calling for I want to be surrounded by inspiration and that definitely is in my kitchen since I really really enjoy cooking and so but even if you are a closed cupboard person and you're white walls and that's totally fine too I would just make sure that you really really went through I think probably the beginning thing so let's say number one on all this is to clean and purge so this is a perfect time to do it as we're going into the holidays I'm sure we all have cans and things hidden in the recesses that expired you know 2019 <laughs> I think I had a can the other day for like 2016 and I was like oh man uh yeah no we're, we're gonna pass on that one and so that went to my chickens. But cleaning and purging is really a really, really good idea. And then when you're doing that as you're cleaning, I think also taking inventory of, you know what? I didn't use this can of lima beans that I had from 2016 because I don't really use lima beans in my cooking. So let's mark that off the list of things I feel like I should keep just in case I might use it. When I look to fill my pantry, I look at the things that we typically, I, I kind of run to, like my standards of if I'm in a really pinch and I was shopping all day long or I was out in the garden and I have to whip up a quick meal, what are the essential ingredients that I'm going to need to do that? And I think for me, egg noodles are really, really good. I have, those are just, they're quick cook, cooking noodles. They go with um, fettuccine Alfredo. They go with so many different things. Um, also, rice is a really, really good one. It cooks up very quickly, especially if you have like an Instapot or something. So you have your grains there, your noodles. Those are very easy things that um, fill you up when added with some protein and some sauces. So you get like always, I have on hand, um, frozen hamburger because you can do sloppy joes you can do meatloaf you can do a, a hamburger soup there's just so many different things that hamburger can do and you can usually get it um, it goes on sale pretty frequently so I always watch for sales as well when buying all of my food and so do I try to get things locally from the farmer's market or from local farmers for sure but I will not snub my nose up at especially me and the price of things nowadays. If I find it on sale, I will definitely buy it. Or like they have the bargain bins at the stores. I know Kroger has that and I'll go through there every now and then. And if there's something I see, I freeze it. I utilize my freezer a lot. Um, but when I do do that, I also make sure to label and put things in there in a correct way so that I see everything again. It's not piled on top of each other. I try to kind of slide it in beside each other, kind of like books, <laughs> so that I can easily see each one and not like put it on top of each other, stacking to where I have to dig through it. Um, so again, it comes back to organization, how you put these in so when you're in the moment and need, you can easily see what's available to you. I definitely recommend, if you can, everyone have a chest freezer. Um, I love my chest freezer. It's not hooked up at this house yet. We have to run electricity to the shop, but I used it so much. I also recommend a drink and overflow fridge. And we had one of those in our garage at the old house. And again, we have it here. We just haven't hooked it up yet and in the um, shop at our new house. But I love that for additional drinks and things like that. For when you have friends and people over, you can easily say, hey, I have some water or I have some, you know, uh, sparkling water or whatever you like to keep in your fridge, um, whatever. And then it's my extra for when I go to Costco and I buy, we go through, um, we are very big um, Mexican food kind of family. So we always have tons of corn chips. We love our salsa. We love our sour cream. And so I always buy at least two or three things of tubs of sour cream. <laughs> 
<laughs> don't judge me when I go. And, you know, nowadays I'm doing that even more because my Costco is an hour and a half away. So I only go once a month. So I am really stocking up when I go there to um, get as much bulk as possible so that I'm not running to the pig the Piggly Wiggly, to get like the small, tiny little thing of sour cream for basically the same price as it is at Costco. Um, I just hate to do that because I, I feel like I'm literally just giving my money away at that point and getting basically nothing back for it. So when you have an additional freezer, when you have an additional fridge, it just provides so much more room for you to buy the things at the best price and keep them. I always buy the deli meat. Um, three at a time and put two out in the free the fridge and then we just rotate through them so that is my my tip too to always have those kind of things sandwich stuff on hand and then the stuff for like really really easy dinners we have the chicken so we have the eggs I don't waste space in the fridge really for my eggs because eggs have a natural bloom on them um I would keep store-bought eggs on the counter for a little while but not as long as I would keep my eggs on just because I know you know when they popped out of that chicken and how long they're going to be good for. And so we have a little spinner on our counter that you put the egg in the top, it rolls down. And so the oldest one's always in the bottom. So you just always work from the bottom and, and we love that. And you know what, you guys, I'm also going to put together a, um, blog post with all of the links to the products I'm talking about on here. So um, you can click to, it's going to be the bottom in the show notes and you can click to that and be directed to um, some of the products and items I'm going to be talking about on here. But so we're going to go through our pantry, we're going to clean it out, and then we're going to just sit down and we're going to write a list. We're going to just, if you if you want even, take a week and just keep a notepad in your kitchen. And every time you grab something a few times a day, write it on there so that it's something that you know, okay, I go through bread a lot. I go through this salt a lot or this spice or this salsa. I love sriracha sauce. So you better believe at any point in time, I have two or three containers of that sriracha sauce in my pantry because I'm not running out. And so I just rotate through that way. And I always look for, like I said, the sales on meat. I look for sales on baking items because we bake a lot in this house. I make a lot of bread. I use a ton of flour. And so um, from rolls to breads to everything, someone I um, posted, I went to Costco and I bought two, I bought 10, 20, 40 pounds of flour from Costco. There was two pound bags and they were uh, in a pack of two. So I bought two packs of the twos. Um, I usually get my, I try to get my flour from Azure, but they've been out of the 50 pound bags lately. Um, and so I got those and I brought them home and someone was like, uh, how long will that last you? Because that lasts me like five years. And I said, oh, it'll probably last me until the end of this year because I bake so much. I'm just constantly using it. And so we, we go through it a lot. And right now my parents are still staying with us. So I'm usually cooking for three additional mouths at this moment. Um, and they still have not got their stuff from the moving company, but we're hoping that comes on Wednesday, a little update for everybody who listened to my podcast last week. Um, and I bake for the neighbors. I just love to bake. Bake is, baking is um, a love language for me. <laughs> and so and so I do a lot of it and I buy in kind. Um, and the vanilla the other day, I was at Costco. So during the pandemic, you guys, the organic vanilla extract was, I think it was over $40 for one container. And I don't know what happened and why it went up that high, but it did. And it was just mortifying to buy vanilla and I hated doing it. And I would use less of my recipes because I just felt robbed every time I bought it. Well, I went to Costco the other day and it was $12 per one, 12 bucks. So you better believe I bought two. Actually, I'm kind of kicking myself. I wish I had bought three um, because that lasts for years. 
And there's, and I know I'm going to use it. To, so to me, there is absolutely no waste of money. I'm going to buy it now or I'm going to buy another one in a month from now. So why not just buy them at the lowest price that I've seen them in forever? And if the price doesn't jump, whatever. If it does jump, I feel validated for, you know, keeping two or three in my pantry. So if I know I'm going to use it, I do not feel guilty for buying in bulk. If it's an experimental thing and I have never tried this before or it's a new to me product, you know, only buy one or two and see if you like it and then slowly add it into the items that you continue to buy excess of every month. And probably towards the end, I think I started talking about it probably in June. No, no. Probably July, July or the beginning of August, I started talking about how I was planning on buying a book for the holidays because there ever since the pandemic, there have been things that are out like right now, for some reason, cornstarch. It's almost impossible to get cornstarch. And there's just these weird random things. And then the baby formula that we had an issue in a while ago, like there's just you don't really know what's going to be available and what's not. And so I would rather have more um, than not. And I don't think that's called hoarding or that's called, I mean, maybe if you're buying 20 of them and you're keeping them in a cellar somewhere, but I'm buying enough to where I know that I can probably get through for about six months and I'm okay. Like the three things of vanilla that I have right now will last me for probably about six months. And that makes me feel good. And the same thing with my flour. How I store my flour is I buy these five gallon buckets from Azure and they have these screw top lids that have a seal on them. And when you screw it down and tighten it, the seal connects so that none of the little bugs can come in. So you don't get the little, all the little bugs that love to eat your flour. What, I don't even know what they're called now. I can't think of it. I'm having a moment. Um, but I go through a ton of flour. I'm not going to keep it just on my shelf. And we have mice too. Like we've been ba battling with mice. So I'm going to keep nothing that's open or that's in a um, paper container or a sack in my pantry. I'm just not going to chance it or help invite the mice to come into my house more. So these containers with the screw tops, I think the screw top was $12. The five gallon bucket was $12 and I have two of them. And so I fill them with flour and I have about 50 pounds of flour sitting in my pantry that is good, will last in there for years. If you don't have those or you don't have the pantry space, again, I have also stored my flour in the freezer, um, in the chest freezer. I usually try to keep it wrapped in the plastic wrap that it came in and it'll stay in the freezer for probably about two to three months. I mean, maybe even past that, but the, the the taste will start to change after about three months. So I'll keep it in there for three months um, because that the freezing also keeps the bugs out. So freezing or in a sealable container are the best options for flour, noodles, things like that. I have um, plastic containers for all of my noodles, for my beans, for um, all my kind of cooking ingredients that I can put in those. And as far as spices and stuff go, if you guys have been around, you know um, Mountain Rose Herbs is has my heart. They <laughs> are a company based, based out of Oregon, and they have the best organic, amazing tasting herbs ever. I Anytime I go into anyone's house and I see like the True Value, like the Walmart brand herbs or whatever, I literally want to go in and just grab them and throw them in the garbage because the taste is not there. And you guys, herbs are so nutritious. If they are dried and preserved the correct way, they are so healthy. They're just like vitamins. I mean, not the same, but they're so, so good for you. And if you're buying these crappy ones from the stores or from China and they've been sitting in there forever and the shipping, like you're not, you're not doing yourself a service or your family by by buying the cheap herbs and even um rose mountain mountain rose herbs excuse me has great quality for a really really good price and so i try to buy as much if i can't grow it i usually buy it from them and i absolutely love their stuff 
it the quality is amazing and so because I get from them a lot of the times I buy in bulk and I like to keep all of my spices and everything in just I keep it very simple I keep most of them in mason jars I do the um, quart mason jars or I'll do the pint ones for some of the herbs and I have these little bamboo scoops that I bought from I'm not like a huge measure out kind of person I'm more of a visual eye person so this works for me but I just put these little spoons in all my containers and I just throw it. I just take the spoon. I scoop however many scoops I feel like should go into the soup or whatever I'm making and and we call it a day. And that is how um, – so it's very simple to me because I, I can anyhow. So I have tons of jars in rotation all over my house and they're very easy to, to access. They hold a lot. They seal really well. And so you, know, you don't have to go get super fancy and buy things on Amazon or buy – honestly, the small spice jars, because I li- love spices so much. Um, I go through those containers too quickly. <laughs> I need the big, the big ones so they can hold all my basil and my sage and my parsley and everything that I'm literally throwing into every dish. If you come to my house, I feel like my food tastes really good because I use a lot of spices, not spicy spices. <laughs> um, and so with those, just most of the time I can look at something and see what it is. But I have lots of little kids in my house and my husband and my kids are trying to learn how to bake and cook and all those kind of things. And every now and then I'm in a hurry and I just need to know. So I have a label maker, very old school. It is not battery operated. It's literally like you put the tape in, the black tape, and you twist the top and push the little button in and it stamps it out. And you twist the top and it stamps it out. And um, and then and then you have your label, which you take off and you put it on your container. And I think it's like $7 from Amazon. Best use of my money ever because I used to buy those fancy ones and I would forget how to use them or I'd have to like get the instruction book out. And it was so frustrating. It made me mad. And I was like, this is way too much of my life spent on trying to learn this label maker. So I just bought the old school one. I think it looks wonderful and I use it and I label all the things. Everything I label with that, the, the kids' school stuff, everything. It is one of my favorite purchases um, that was, I feel, very, has, um, has used its price over and over again. What does that mean? You know, like, yeah, I've got my, I've got, <laughs> I've got all of my money out of it. Whoa, that was way too hard to say. Obviously, I needed more coffee today. I did not have enough. I ran out of my Nespresso this morning and I had to use Travis's Cure again. You guys, it's not the same. Um, okay, so another thing to... With the pandemic that kind of showed me was when all the food and everything was gone. And I know we all, we all do, we all were part of this. We went to the store and the cans and everything was literally gone. And I just felt, um, I felt like I let my family down (laughs) because I had not enough at home before that to where we could withstand a few weeks of not going to the store. I was very, you know, it's always going to be there. It's a store. I can run and grab whenever I want. And I kind of got complacent and lazy with my food. And when you have a family, they need you for more than just, you know, tucking them in and making sure they need you to feed them. That's, that's part of your job as a parent. And when I looked there and I realized I didn't have any food, I mean, I, we had some, but not near as much as I needed that was eye-opening for me and just I felt guilty and from that point on I was like I'm never going to leave my family this vulnerable as to not have enough food to get us through if there is an emergency and so I started buying things in bulk and buying extras of things and not all the time you don't have to go out and make like a thousand dollar Costco purchase you know but it's just every now and then the things you use the most you just buy a little bit extra every time you go to the store or if your paycheck was a little bit bigger this time okay well how many more of this can I buy you know the canned goods the things like that that last for a long time there's that emergency kit at Costco I have not 
not bought yet. It's like in a five gallon bucket. I think it's $70. I should buy one of those too and just have that there because you can never, I don't think you can over plan for an emergency. And so if any of us learned anything from all of this, um, there's so many takeaways just from the last two years, but it's just to be prepared and also to have other means of getting your food. So, you know, I think farmer's markets have all, all always been popular but I think that the popularity increased quite a bit over the pandemic as well just because we realized oh maybe we should know our farmer and the person that has the corn down the road or that person who I know sells beef you know a county over should I probably know those people and so the farmer's market is a great way to get to know these farmers and then you know the markets are usually only only a summer thing but once you are in with these people and they know you and they're you're buying from them consistently they'll sell to you in bulk. They will give you their number and they will sell to you even when it's not farmer's market season. You know, this is a lot of times their business that even if it's not the market, their business still is there all year long. They're still raising the cattle all year long. They're still doing their, their thing all year long. And so you can directly access things from them. And so the market's a great way to know these people. And then once you know them, you have instant access to them all the time and not just at the markets. And so that's a really, really great way to be able to, especially meat. Meat for me is very important to get that from my neighbors if I can't raise it for my for myself. I don't like, even from Costco, I just don't like to buy meat from the store anymore because I want to know the story of the animal behind it. I want to know they were taken care of well. Um, I always tell my kids when we raise animals, I say we do it as ethically as possible. We love them as much as we can. And if they're sick or if they're hurt, we treat them. And if we can't treat them, then we humanely put them down because that's what you do. We are given the charge of these animals and treating them well while they're with us and giving them a clean death when it's time for them to go. You can disagree with me if you're a vegan or anything else. That's fine. Um, But a good life, a clean death. (laughs) I think that's all we can all ask for. And so I want to know that for for the meat that my family is consuming. Um, And so everything else... I give more lenience to, of course, produce and things like that fresh if we can, obviously. And if I can prepare it and can it, that's great too. But meat is very important to me for local. Um, And it's farmers, raising meat is not for the faint of heart. Raising animals is not for the faint of heart. And so I want to reward those around me with my business, my direct neighbors. Um, And so, but again, if something's on sale at the store, I'm not going to put my nose up at it. I will also purchase that as well. And let me see what else do I got here. So we're cleaning the pantry. We're making our list. We're taking inventory of the things that we use most often. And slowly we're just adding up and buying those in bulk. And then again, honestly, I feel like that most all of our holiday food shopping for our ingredients, if it's not something that's perishable, should be purchased at the beginning of November Um, no later. So like your turkeys, freeze them. Um, Your ham or whatever, freeze it or pre-order it if you're going to get like a the flame crafted hams or whatever they have out there, um, hickory hams. You're going to want to just get as much as you can so that you can also enjoy the holidays and enjoy being around your family. Cause I feel like a lot of the times too, in the kitchen, when you're cooking, when you're doing these things, um, there can be a stress level to that. If you don't have all the ingredients on hand, or if you feel like you, um, you are overburdened because 
you had to think more or you didn't, you weren't prepared or it's three o'clock and all of a sudden it's dinner and you don't have anything. And so that trickles down into affecting you and then affecting your whole family. So when your kitchen is designed and structured and filled with the things that you know are right there and then you can easily whip up a meal, that just frees you up so much more to enjoy the process and to enjoy your family and to be able to get in and out efficiently, quickly, and also to be able to have your family have a nourished meal that is healthy and good for them and not feeling like you're ordering DoorDash or something like that and again that's not even something we can do here so it it is different when you like we used to live in Washington five minutes from uh Costco five minutes from a Fred Meyer we were wherever we wanted we were two minutes from a Yolks (laughs) so we had access to food all the time well here we are 35 minutes from Walmart, which is not even my favorite place to shop, and about 45 minutes from our Kroger that I like. Um, We have the Piggly Wiggly, which we call the pig, and that's 20 minutes, 15 minutes away from us. But um, their selection is sparse. So I do have to think ahead a lot about what we want and what's here because if I'm out of something at night, I'm just out of luck. And so that has definitely brought a different level of needing to be prepared instead of just feeling like I need to be prepared. And so once you have all these things in place, make them accessible as far as open containers, open storage, labeling, organizing, line things up as much as you can like books and not stacked on top of each other because you want to be able to easily see quickly what you have, um, even in the fridges, even in the freezers. I actually got some plastic containers in the fridge that I could pull in and out. I have like a sandwich bin which has um, the meat and the cheese in it and then we obviously keep the condiments in the drawer and I also have a snack bin which has like our hummus, our guacamole in it, our string cheese so the kids can pull out and they can grab from the snack bin, push it back in. Um, so everything that I can I think what continually makes me frustrated every day is it going in the fridge and there's just like crap everywhere because the kids were digging for something how can I fix that because I don't want to spend 20 minutes every day reorganizing the fridge when I could just buy some containers shove it in there put things in their correct spot show the kids how it needs to be used and then I come to the kitchen open the, the fridge door and everything's as it should be you know how can I structure things to minimize wasted time later on because again as much as we love the kitchen we don't love wasting time in the kitchen so we want it to be efficient as possible and have the ingredients at the ready so now I kind of feel like I'm repeating myself over and over so we're gonna wrap this up Um, I don't even know how much time I spent today because for some reason I changed my screen Um, but I hope that that is kind of inspiring Maybe not inspiring because it is organization. I find organization and storage and stuff inspiring because I just love, I love to do that kind of stuff. And I'll spend an hour organizing everything and just like walk away and feel like I ran a marathon and I should get like a blue ribbon or something. Um, But anyhow, I will again link to underneath this, the blog post with all the products I use. And if you guys have any questions or if I didn't cover something that you have, um, that you wanted me to cover or questions that you have, definitely shoot them to me. Usually through Instagram is the best way to um, access me. It's again, the link's going to be down below, but it's Aaron went online. Um, and I would love to continue this conversation and talk maybe more about some stories in the future. But I think next week we're going to talk more about preparing for the holidays um, in as far as preparing as much as we can so that we can actually enjoy this season and really embrace it because it goes by so quick. We always look forward to the holidays and then you blink and they're over and we have to wait a whole nother 10 months until we can like get psyched up again. So I hope you guys have a wonderful week and I will talk to you next Wednesday. 